right, good morning everyone. Welcome to the first uh, coffee with the superintendent. We will do this uh, every Friday morning for the foreseeable future. And it is a time for you to connect uh, directly with me around any questions um, you may have with the reopening of school. I just want to start with um, uh, being honest about the fact that this is complicated. It's difficult. It's stressful. Uh, we are all learning to deal with this situation on the fly. I think it's important to remember that our president, our governor, our board of trustees, myself, and the vast majority of staff at MUHSD and the vast majority of parents want us to reopen um, in some sort of normal way. And my directive has been to um, keep things as normal as possible while being as safe as possible. So that's kind of the philosophy we're working under. Um, I have Sam Inigas here with us, our Director of Communications. Socially distant. Socially distant, yes. And um, he is going to share a couple links uh, with you. So Shortly. Uh, shortly. Uh, so you are familiar with some of the information we're working with as far as the county. Um, our entire county has a common reopening plan. It is the overview for all schools, high schools, middle schools, and elementary schools. Obviously, it's going to vary a little bit from district to district, but we will all follow the general uh, principles in that um, uh, overview. So another uh, issue or another link that needs to be shared with you is this which if I get up close, this is kind of the- I just shared it. All right, you just shared it. Um, this is kind of the uh, model we're using with uh, the public uh, health department in making decisions about how to reopen and what is the safest, uh, most effective way for us to get through the situation uh, together. And I will briefly uh, show you there we are in the yellow, the first yellow one, which um, is people remain more than six feet away from each other at all times, but are not cohorted. And other than being at home and doing distance learning, that is the safest approach, and that's what we are going to stick with. All right, so first... Um, First item I wanna talk about is we are going to have a survey and a FAQ, uh, Frequently Asked Questions, that will go out to all families next week. It will be open for one week and we're gonna ask families to make a choice between the A and B schedule, which I will describe in a second, and distance learning. Um, there is a reason we waited until mid-July to send this out. We want to, or we need to balance um, uh, good quality data that is up to date 
um, with the need to plan. So as long as we have this information uh, by the third or fourth week of July, uh, we'll have enough time to plan for what is needed between the two different options. Um, there was a question about why haven't we surveyed uh, our families yet, and that's why. If we would have sent out a, fam uh, a survey in June, when things were trending in the right direction, uh, our information would have been a whole lot different. Uh, we're in a, in a whole different place than where we, where we were from June 1st. Um, the COVID numbers are not trending in the way we would like to see them trend. And that's going to change uh, family decisions around what to do with um, the best scenario for their student. It's important to note too that what we say today could very well change a month from now when we're ready to open up school. Which is why we're having a coffee every Friday because the information will change. So that's the point is to keep you up to speed and up to date. So first question is why can't school be normal? Well school can't be normal because we have a virus in this country uh, that is uh, spreading like crazy. And it is very true. I got a question that uh, was like, uh, basically, why are you worried about this? Because, you know, the, the, um, uh, the recovery rate for, for students 18 and under is almost 100%. And while that may be true, that's not the issue according to public health. Public health is worried about students taking it home to their parents, taking it home to their grandparents and loved ones. Um, and, and certainly we are concerned for our staff. So we are going slow. We're going to do this the very best we can. Um, but the, that's the reason um, we can't be normal. Now we're going to be as normal as possible based on uh, the information we get from public health. So we were given two choices as school districts. We either cohort or we social distance. Public health doesn't care which one, you just have to do one or the other. Well, elementary schools are built um, by cohorting. They're with one teacher in one class all day long. That's a cohort. They can control the environment. There's no crossover. Um, they'll have to be very careful, obviously, at, at lunch and recess, um, but that's doable. In a high school, that is not doable. The only common classes students get in high, or, or have in high school our social studies in English. So we basically could cohort, you know, 25 to one, one third of their day. And uh, certainly we could cohort if we chose their classes for them. We're not going to do that. Um, we are hoping like everyone else, this is a something we're going to have to deal with in the fall semester. And we're gonna get back to more normal in the spring. That is our hope. So we chose to deal with the social distancing and that's why we are going with an A-B schedule. 
We have 2,000 students on, our, on most of our campuses, or close to it, between 1,800 and 2,000 in most of our, our campuses. We can't have all those students together. Um, so what an A-B schedule is, is half of the students going to school on Monday and Wednesday, and half the students going to school on Tuesday and Thursday. Most likely, this will be done by alphabet. Um, certainly, we will make every accommodation for um, siblings and, and special situations. Um, if we are able to have any sort of athletics or extracurriculars, uh, we will pull those students uh, out and uh, see that they're in an A schedule together or a B schedule together. Um, Sam, what else did you um, um, want me to so just cover kinda, at the beginning? Just a brief, uh, we did get more in depth on what school is going to look like on the last uh, Facebook Live. So if you want more in depth uh, responses to that, go ahead and, and you know just scroll down a little bit to our last FB Live. But just kind of a brief overview of what students can expect and staff that you know, when school starts as of now, of course, knowing that could change when August. Well, one thing that's not going to change is screening. We're asking all parents and caregivers to screen their students and take temps every day to assure that um, students are not coming to school sick. Um, if there's any hint of, of any sort of symptoms, um, please keep your student at home on the bus. Um, uh, the, the procedures for the bus is we will keep the windows open as much as possible. There will be no more than two students to a seat and masks will be required um, from everyone. Um, and while we're talking about masks, masks are going to be required or a face shield. I realize some people have problems with masks, so a face shield is, is perfectly appropriate. Um, but it's going to be required of staff and it's going to be required of students. And uh, we are asking for compliance on that issue. This is going to be an incredibly stressful, uh, difficult start of the year. And if you don't want your student to, to wear a mask, then ch please choose the distance learning approach. We, we are just fine with that. But if you're going to send your student to school, they're going to need to wear a mask or a face shield. Um, uh, class size maxes, you know, we weren't, we weren't I, I think the ideal number in a class to be um, uh, approximately six feet apart is around, you know, 17 or less. Um, that's not going to be perfect. Anyone that is a high school teacher knows that your class size is never the average. It is, it can be five above, it can be five below. So we're just going to do the best we can with that and uh, going to be as feasible as possible. Um, with lunch, uh, certainly we will make uh, sure students uh, are, are spread out as much as possible. Um, and having multiple lunches at campuses, uh, again, as feasible. Assets, I uh, got questions about that. Um, after school activities will be available for students. Uh, 
when they are at school. So if they're in, on the A schedule and they're there Monday, Wednesday, they'll have a access to assets um, after, after school on those days, but not the days they're not at school. Saturday Academy, we do not expect Saturday Academy to happen this next year. Uh, athletics, this is a big one for everyone and extracurriculars. Um, anything that we do, I would expect to be local. We don't have a definitive answer today. Um, uh, I know that the trend throughout the state in CIF is going to be moving everything to the spring. So not talking about any sort of uh, uh, athletic offerings until the spring. Now, a month ago, if you would have asked me this question, I would have told you that uh, we're going to have our own league in Merced County. Well, guess what? Things have changed. And we are, our county is on the state watch list. When you are on, and we just went back on that last week, I believe. When you are on the state watch list, you cannot have youth sports, and youth sports includes high school. So right now we have students conditioning because we have the county health permissions to do that. They are all social distanced. Um, I did, I did kind of have a, a, um, a, a question about um, why are we even allowing that? And the answer to that is for our students' mental health. They, they need that socialization. They need um, uh, that time to exercise. They need that time to be together, even if uh, you know, they're being social distanced. So our coaches are doing a great job with that. Um, and we have a lot of uh, community spread with COVID. There's no doubt about it. Our kids, are going to get it. Our staff is going to get it. Um, I have a, a best friend's family who uh, pretty much the whole family has it. And I'm sure you, you all know people at this point uh, in your circle of friends and family that um, it's happened to. We can't, we can't hide from it, folks. It's a virus. It's out there. We do the best we can to mitigate it. Um, we follow all the procedures, and, and I'm talking to everybody now. If, if we want to have school next year, our entire county has to follow the procedures. When you're in public, wear a mask. Quit, quit fighting that. Whatever your political beliefs are, you have medical folks saying that will help. So let's, let's do it. And... Uh, the, the less uh, people we can have infected, the more chances uh, we are to have a normalcy in our district. But we also can't be scared. Um, we have to get back to normal. Our community is counting on us to, to have school. Um, extracurriculars banned. Extracurriculars banned. It, it will all be very similar to athletics. Um, if we're able to do it, we will do it. Um, anyone that knows me and, and knows our district knows that uh, um, all of those programs are incredibly important and we will do whatever we can to uh, bring normalcy uh, to our students and staff. It'll take some creativity and the coaches have been doing the summer workouts, socially distancing, 
Um, yeah, I'll, I'll give you an example. If, if this trend keeps going, what will happen with CIF and athletics is we will go to summer, summer rules all of fall. So um, what that means is, you know, we'll have four months of basically summer rules, you know, where you can work out, you can condition, you might even be able to have some competitions, but it might just be in district. Um, and again, that's totally up to county health. We are not making this up as we go. Okay, we take our direction from county health. Um, what about siblings? If they're, will they be placed on the same schedule? Um, is that, I mean, that's something that would need to be requested, I'm sure. Uh, yeah, absolutely. If, uh, of course, we're going to accommodate um, all reasonable requests. It's just important that you communicate that. Obviously, if they have the same last name, that's probably going to happen naturally. If they have a different last name or a different circumstance, uh, please contact your, your counselor or administration. I am seeing questions and comments come in yep. from principals and cabinet on my phone. And I, I just want to be clear that my phone is being used for the video, so I'm not seeing those. If you have a comment that you want me to share, um, uh, cabinet or principals, please uh, text them to Sam. Thank you. Or they can put it in the Facebook Live. Yes, or you can put it, you can post it. Uh, what about if the sibling is in a separate district? Are we working with those feeder districts to try and have some similar? Yeah, I mean, the su superintendents uh, are on calls every Monday and every Wednesday for an hour uh, working through these, these uh, difficult issues. We are trying to, s to say uh, or to be as similar as possible. Obviously, MUHSD has different issues than all the other feeders, uh, even Merced City. We have close to 2,000 students, um, and Las Banas uh, Unified is the only other district in our county and their high schools that are in a similar situation as we are. And we're seeing high schools around the state now move to what we were prepared to do from the beginning, uh, meaning moving to an A-B schedule or, you know, on one week, off one week, uh, some sort of A-B. A, B, and splitting students up. So um, I'm, I'm very comfortable with that in that direction. Um, and we will see what our numbers are as far as requests when that survey goes out next week. I need everyone to keep their eyes open for that. Uh, for those of you who are just joining, I see a lot of questions coming up we've already answered. We are going to post this video right after the live session. And we're also coming out with a, a fact sheet here in the next, probably early next week, where a lot of these um, questions that we're getting uh, frequently will be, will be for on display. Yes, so one more time, you will get the FAQs next week, along with the survey. And it's really important that when you fill out that survey with or, uh, your student, it's gonna be really simple. Do you wanna go to AB or do you want distance learning? The conversation at home needs to be, how does the student best learn? And we, we learned a lot of lessons in the spring. Our teachers will be much more uh, uh, well-trained and prepared um, as we move to distance learning um, in the fall, if that is your choice and that is your concern about the quality of that. 
Um, I'm, I'm very comfortable with our staff's uh, ability to deliver on the A-B schedule, but um, um, certainly lessons were learned in the spring that uh, we will do much better as we open in the fall. And if they do choose online, that's a semester-long commitment, right? Yes, when you, when you choose um, uh, next week when the survey comes out, that, that you're, you're, you're making a ch choice for the semester. I want to be clear about that. We are a huge district and we have to plan. If you know, we have uh, 30 to 40% of our, our uh, students that want distance learning, that means we have 30 or 40% of our teachers that need to move to distance learning. So we need time to plan. And so please, please take that survey seriously and really uh, think through um, uh, you know the consequences of that decision and uh, also something I don't want to have happen is you choose distance learning and then you know September 1st comes and you know your student is struggling and um, you know there's a fight between the you know parent and the student and the student wants to be at school and and you, you really need to have that conversation now um, because it's impossible for us to plan if we have families moving uh, back and forth. It will be a semester commitment. Yeah, so that answers our next question that uh, basically can students choose to do online but go to school one day out of the week um, and ensure some aspect of socialization skills? Uh, no, I can't guarantee that. Um, I can guarantee that we will do a better job of building community through distance learning. I'm not saying, uh, I, well, we are working on kind of how to provide a help desk for uh, parents and students. Even if you are on distance learning, how can you come to school and, you know, talk with a teacher face to face, um, you know, if that's what, what's required. We're working on issues like that, but if you choose distance learning, you know, 90, 95% of that is you're going to be at home. So I just want to be clear. Yeah, and that'll be probably what will happen on that Friday or whatever day is the non, you know, show up day, right? Yeah, I mean, there needs to be access on that Friday, and we're, we are in the middle of negotiating um, this with our, our uh, teachers union. And there needs to be access on Friday for uh, school for special populations, um, our EL students, our uh, special ed students, um, students that are, have some extra challenges around learning, struggling students, um, AP students that need extra help with labs. Um, so there's all sorts of special um, situations that we need to deal with Friday along with um, giving teachers time to collaborate and be prepared for the next week because what we are asking teachers to do is difficult. You're, you're, you've got two days of in-person instruction and two days of online. It requires a whole different level of, of preparation that they are used to. Okay, a couple uh, probably quick quick answers for you. Can students still participate in sports if they do the online? Only? Yes. Yeah. Students can participate in sports if there are sports. All right. Uh, what happens if the parent doesn't fill out the survey next week? Does it automatically go to you? Uh, somebody's going to be calling you if you don't fill out the survey. All right. 
Um, if there's a spike in cases, um, well, could we go back to everyone being online? Absolutely. Um, again, this is not um, a choice we make by ourselves. We are not health, health professionals. If uh, this goes rampant around the county um, and state, uh, if the numbers continue to increase as they are, uh, we may not get off the ground. Um, we will not choose on our own to not do that. The, the county or the state will have to tell us um, um, th that we're going to go to full distance learning. We, we are committed to opening. That was uh, kind of another question where someone asked if how many student positive tests would it take to shut down the school? Again, that would be a, a county a health department, um, you know, director. director. Yeah, uh, yeah. One or two students is not going to shut down a school. And um, something everyone needs to know is our, our county health department is overwhelmed. They simply do not have the capacity to. Um, uh, deal with what they're dealing with. They are doing a fabulous job under the circumstances. I have nothing but good things to say about the relationship with the county health and uh, how they have worked with us. Um, but our own people are going to have to do the con contract uh, contact tracing. Um, so anytime anything happens, um, uh, the person infected obviously will um, be interviewed and then we will find out uh, who has been in close proximity. Uh, and CDC guidelines will be followed every time. I, I know we have had questions from our unions about knowing where and when things happen. That, that folks, that's, that's private medical history or, or, or private medical uh, situation. And I realize people want to know and you know, want to have all the best information, but we, we cannot share that. Um, we'll share that with the appropriate uh, folks that are involved. All right. Um, uh, do you want to talk about the CIF um, guidance? Uh, I think we kind of uh, covered that. CIF will be having a meeting on July 20th uh, to decide. Um, then once we get that decision on what CIF is doing uh, statewide, we'll make decisions from a county point of view. Um, but the way things are trending now, it looks like we're going to um, move toward uh, summer rules through the fall with um, athletics being offered in the spring. And that means three short seasons. Um, if things get better around here, then we can go back to what we were talking about in June. But um, that remains to be seen. We'll just have to, to call that a TBD at this point. So we're getting a lot of uh, COVID-specific procedure uh, questions. Okay. But I want to touch on real quick, um, IEPs, people, special populations. Um, and there's a lot of sensitivity with those. Just maybe if you can touch on, I know you may not know specifics, but touch on how those are going to be. Um, take into consideration? Um, IEPs with special ed students? Yeah, just special populations, you know, obviously. Yeah, I, I, I mean, they all have their individual plan that will be gone over with their teacher, and um, I, I'm not sure... Someone will reach out to them, is what... Yeah, I mean. absolutely. Yeah. If you have any any uh, IEP questions, um, contact the, the administrator on your campus in charge of special ed. Um, and uh, Christy Johnson, of course... Uh, can help at the, the district level.
Yeah. Let's go through our COVID uh, questions. Yep. On the... So first one, what happens when a teacher tests positive? Does that mean all the students uh, in the class are quarantined? And how about their colleagues? No, it does not mean all the students in the class are quarantined and teachers. I'm just going to be direct and honest with you. Uh, you're not going to be able to um, be next to the student showing them how to do something this, this fall in the classroom. You're going to have to keep space and uh, preferably more than six feet. And I, I don't, I don't, I can't think of a whole lot of reasons um, uh, for the need to get close to a student in a classroom under these circumstances. Obviously, if there's safety concerns or you have to intervene on a uh, an emergency, you're going to really have to concentrate on keeping space. I don't care if you have to put tape down in your room to make it clear to everyone, um, you, you do what you need to do um, uh, to, to keep space between yourself and the students. Um, that is imperative. Um, and as far as quarantining, you know, we follow all the CDC and county uh, gu uh, guidelines when there is a positive test. All right. Uh, how about what happens when a school, uh, a student uh, tests positive? Um, what's what's going to be the protocol? And um... Um, I, I think the gist is what happens if a student tests positive? Uh, are we going to have to shut down the A-B schedule? Is that the question? Yeah. Uh, no. If a student tests positive, we will go through the con contact tracing uh, procedures. We will follow the guidance. Uh, if we have a multitude of students that test positive, yes, that could affect the entire school. There's no doubt about it, but that's when county health gets them involved and they will make that decision. Got it. Um, this is a question about the, the time it takes for a test and actually get the results. Um, you know, if a student or teacher or staff member is, is tested, will the school wait until a positive test result to quarantine their contacts? Well, yeah, stu students are, and staff with symptoms of COVID will be considered um, you know, presumptive cases and directed to quarantine. That, that we have to act on that. Um, the district will work with the health department to determine if individual contacts are a presumptive case and should quarantine. Um, the district, everyone should know this, we have a weekly call with the health department to uh, go over any of these concerns um, including testing availability, and we will get that uh, um, out, out to folks. My, my guess is we will be doing a daily uh, or every other day um, update on, on COVID throughout the year that every employee will get uh, multiple times a week. So everybody's clear on the practices and uh, the processes that are, are going to be followed. And, and basically, we're just going to follow the guidance of the local health department. So whatever they say goes. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Again, we are not the health professionals. They tell us what to do, and then we follow through. Right. And what we again, what we're saying now could very well change by the time school comes around. 
<laughs> Can't stress that again. Enough. Why we're gonna do a call every Friday? All right. Um, I did. Uh, we did miss one question earlier. Miss um, Briard wants to know: Will teachers, if they choose distance learning, will they be able to come to their classrooms and use those facilities? Uh, yes, it, it, it is likely that we request teachers to that are that are doing uh, distance uh, learning that they will be on campus. Um, I think uh, we um, made some mistakes, or we were a little over assertive or aggressive on um, doing uh, what we call the hard close in the spring. Um, uh, I think County Health Department, along with uh, ourselves, learned that um, in, in order to uh, give our teachers the tools to do the very best they can with distance learning, they have to have access to their classroom. So yes, um, we will be handling that differently. Okay, got it. Um, here's a question. What about... Um teacher aides, instructional aides that have to help and support students. If students need help, how would social distancing work? I mean, you just gotta, you gotta yeah, make You just it have to keep your space. Uh, you're, you're not, you know, I, I picture the aide or the teacher that's kind of over the shoulder of the student trying to, to help them through a, uh, uh, any sort of problem. That we're just not gonna be able to do that this year. And we're going to have to get creative, um, you know, whether they are uh, overheads or, you know, uh, small groups with a para or an aide, um, you know, in a half circle where they're 10 feet away. Um, we're just going to do the best we can with that, but you, you, you're going to have to keep your space. Okay. Um, do you want to move on to the HR related questions? Sure. Okay. So we got some uh, questions that our HR department had to uh, respond. So you may be um, reading some of these because we want to make sure we get the information correct. Um, the first one, do teachers have to use their unlimited sick days on a mandatory two-week quarantine so that if they do get the flu, say like in February, then they have to start using taking unpaid days? Yeah, I, I, that's a great question. And, and I want to be clear, these things are going to happen to staff. Um, you know, you, you, we're going to have staff that, that gets exposed and we're going to have a process and we will follow that process. So um, I'm just gonna read this so I get it uh, cor correctly. There are a number of leaves available to staff for COVID-19 related issues. Human resources and risk management will work with employees to address their specific scenario. Every situation is different. Um, you will be able to use a combination of either your negotiated leave days, your leave days, workman's comp, or the extra days given under HR 6201, which is uh, a part of the CARES Act. So there are three different ways, three different scenarios. Um, we, we can deal with that situation and it will depend on your uh, specific circumstance. So there's flexibility there. All right, uh, next one. If a teacher gets sick and the contact tracers determine they got it at school, is that a worker's comp claim? Uh, yes, yes, it is. Risk management will work with the employee to make that determination. Uh, worker's comp has a uh, specified process that must be followed 
for COVID-19 uh, related incidents? Good question. All right. How often will teachers be tested? Um, also cafeteria workers, custodians, uh, front office personnel? Um, we're not going to be testing uh, anyone regularly. We may, if there's a situation, obviously, we're going to ask you to uh, get tested. Uh, all employees have the right to seek their own um, personal medical services as they deem appropriate. Um, you know, we're going to follow all the CDC protocols and the Merced County uh, uh, guidelines in that situation. Alrighty. Um, are teachers, staff uh, going to receive any hazard pay for working in this environment or a bonus for you know the, the extra cleaning and administrative work? Uh, we are in negotiations right now uh, with our unions over those items. We are either in the... Okay. All right. Sorry about that. We got a call, so let me... Uh, I do, do want to comment on the, the general um, gist of, of, of that question and, and kind of, you know, I, I've heard... As I said, the, the vast majority of everyone I talk to want to come back to work, but there are people, some people that, that don't want to come back to work because of the hazard. I, uh, we need to be honest about that. It, you know, every, it, if you're working in this district, you've been getting a paycheck. Many, many Americans don't get a paycheck if they don't go to work. And I realize that we have a, a very a difficult situation we're dealing with, but we all need to see ourselves as frontline um, employees, uh, first responders, much like uh, doctors and nurses and, and everybody else. We are here to serve the public um, and uh, provide a, a service, and our community needs us to do that. And um, I, 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 just to be blunt, if you weren't getting a check every month, you wouldn't ask that question. And we all need to be very grateful that, that we work in a um, institution um, that has uh, worked with us through this difficult uh, situation. All right, um, which brings up the um, teacher employees that are high risk. Will they be penalized for choosing uh, safety over their jobs? And what if they're not high risk, but someone in their household is? Um, again, I think that's, a, that's probably an HR risk management question. If, you know, if, if you are dealing with a, a situation at home that makes you ask that question, um, I think you need to call um, HR and have them answer that and they can uh, uh, provide you with the uh, different options you may have. Yeah, yeah, and I believe that working conditions are subject to the, the collective bargaining process. Of course, so yes. That's, um, but obviously we wanna make sure that we let our students and our, I mean, our staff and, you know, the teachers know that their well-being is also something that is, we're taking into consideration. Yeah, absolutely. That's process. why everyone needs to wear a mask. That's why there's not going to be any games uh, played with staff or students around the mask. Um, uh, that's why I'm looking at teachers right now saying you need to keep your distance. 
Um, and that, that's just the way it's going to have to be this semester. And um, uh, I see the next question there is, you know, how does a uh, individual apply for a distance learning uh, position? And, and those will be posted positions. Again, we are negotiating that with DTA. Um, and uh, certainly you, you have to have uh, adequate uh, tech skills. Um, and uh, I would hope that uh, our negotiated outcome is giving first a chance and option to those that are at risk. Um, and then we move on from there. But um, it will be a posted position and you will need to apply for it. Alrighty. Um, who excuse me, who determines the threshold for quote unquote at risk and what qualifies for exemption? Um, let's see, hold on here, I gotta find my spot. Oh, okay. Yeah, I think this was a kind of plays off the last one where Yeah, you know, yeah. I, I I think I think if you're in an at risk situation, again you need to you need to talk to HR and um, get there, you know, it, that's just a hard question to answer because there are different situations that people have that are specific uh, just to them. So um, please contact HR with those, those questions and they will work through your situation. Right. This is a, there isn't a, one of those blanket statements, kind of like with students, there's going to be specific case by case scenarios that are going to have different um, results and it's same for staff as well. Yes. Perfect. Um, so if a staff, if staff are required to quarantine due to students, a student's positive test, um, should this affect uh, sick leave? Um, there are uh, currently three scenarios that apply to this question. Current leaves, uh, personal leave language is in the collective bargaining agreement. Two, HR. Uh, 6201 provides employees with additional leave in cases associated with COVID-19. We already answered this one earlier. Mm -hmm. And then number three, um, California provides for workman's comp for employees affected by COVID-19 through work activities. So you got three different options there. All right. Um... Uh, this is a question that we got on our uh, social media yesterday. Will there be any mock run-throughs uh, concerning these various situations with students on campus? Um, no, there won't be any mock run-throughs. Um, we are dealing with all of these situations live right now. We're getting uh, plenty of practice. Okay, great. Um, so then we got some questions that concern Ed Services and and. After we get through these, we'll try and uh, run through some of the questions that we have uh, popping up on Facebook Live. Um, if you're watching and your question hasn't been answered yet, we are going to do these weekly. Um, and also, we're going to put out the fact sheet, so your question may have been answered already. So just keep out for those. Um, we'll go through all the questions um, as much as possible here. Um, let's see, Ed Services, uh, outside of Google Classroom and other Google platforms, are there any specific online curriculum programs that teachers will be required to learn or use for the upcoming year and if so are there any ideas on when we will have access they will have access to these the new learning platforms to get familiar with them 
Um, for, for distance learning, uh, we will be using Canvas. So if you're uh, planning to uh, apply for a distance learning position, uh, I would get familiar with Canvas right away so you can answer that uh, uh, question in the affirmative that you are familiar and, and capable. Um, yeah, that, that's probably the biggest one right now for, for distance learning. Um, everyone, once August hits and we get closer to school, there will be training um, opportunities uh, at, at, at all schools um, to get more familiar with Canvas if you want to move to that um, as opposed to Google Classroom or the different apps available to make uh, distance learning more effective using Google Classroom. But if you're going to be in distance learning um, full time, uh, you do need to get familiar with Canvas. All right. What new policies, if any, will be in place concerning the entire district or specific schools when it comes to student uh, late work, missed work, and grading? Well, policies concerning grading, late work, missed work are contractually held by the teacher. Their policies must be given to students and parents prior to the beginning of the class. Um, I, I uh, can safely state that uh, the vast majority of our teachers uh, were understanding in the spring and will be understanding in the fall that uh, we are dealing with uh, extreme uh, circumstances. I believe, uh, not I believe, grading will be normal from the get-go uh, in, in August. There won't be the leniency of, uh, there was in the spring. Um, so I, from my point of view, grading will just be uh, the normal process uh, we have always used. And if we need to make some adaptations or the union uh, would like us to make some adaptations to policy, we certainly can look at that. Um, and speaking of that, um, how about uh, attendance? How will that be? Um, and we did talk about this in the last Facebook Live meeting as well. Um, but how is uh, attendance and, you know, how is that going to work out? Well, I mean, we're going to take attendance normally. Uh, obviously, it's going to be a little bit uh, uh, different. Um, uh, from a, a state point of view and reimbursement, I believe they are using our fall numbers from last year. So it's, a, it's going to be a, um, um, you know, from a funding point of view, kind of a, a hold harmless from a district perspective, but from a student accountability uh, point of view this fall, I think attendance uh, needs to follow the uh, normal practices that uh, we always use. Sorry about that. I was, if you heard me, I was choking on my coffee. That's not a, a sickness or anything. <clears throat> Also, you may want to show off your coffee cup. It's a Merced High, beautiful cup there. This Just, is uh, Merced High Career Day 2017. <laughs> so maybe we'll have a new cup for each uh, coffee talk here as we, as we go There on. you go. All right, uh, we have a question about um, the uh the black lives movement and ethnic studies and i'm just going to read the question because i want to make sure I, I give it its um its due and it's a it's a long one but just bear with me aside from the covid19 what if anything will be happening concerning training or more cultural engaged teaching practices both in the classroom and online to help support our children of color 
black children, Afrocentric and or African-American learners with respect to both Black Lives Matter movement and the major issues occurring within the country concerning racism and prejudice. Said another way, how are teachers going to be encouraged or held accountable for more positive relations and cultural awareness within the school setting and even with online education, particularly when it comes to African-American learners who currently score the lowest with standardized testing, have higher percentages of absenteeism, and survey that they are more likely to be marginalized and not included positively when it comes to cultural considerations or engagement with teacher-created lessons? Uh, well, bef before I get into the answer to that question, let, let me just say, uh, in our administrative uh, meeting a few weeks ago, we, uh, or I spent a good amount of time uh, having a very honest uh, conversation with our administrators around these topics. And everyone needs to question their own knowledge. And are they able to have difficult, uh, informative conversations with students, with staff, and community? So um, that said, you know, all of our principals and admin teams uh, are, are being given information and being taught information around bias, uh, social justice, and just being culturally responsive. And we will absolutely expect that to be passed down to staff. Um, our AB online schedule re will require uh, um, teachers to meet with students virtually uh, at least twice a week. Let me repeat that because that's something that's not uh, come up uh, before. Our AB and online or distance learning, and I, I uh, use both distance and online, mean, means the same thing. Our AB and online schedule will require teachers to meet with students virtually at least twice a week. So we need to build that community and have uh, that, that constant ongoing uh, contact. Uh, we focus on the four C's in uh, the Merced Union High School District. Every campus has a focus on that. Uh, communication is one of the biggest of the four C's. And sites will continue to emphasize honing students' communication skills so that dialogue around the current state of affairs in our nation can be had. Um, I'm, I'm quite certain that... Uh, uh, those uh, topics will be covered and will be covered thoroughly uh, in our uh, schools this year. And another goal around communication is explicitly working on their communication skills to help students find their own voice and express their own feelings around these topics. Um, in addition, we have the nurtured heart approach. Uh, anyone that knows any teacher or administrator at uh, Yosemite High School uh, in the past uh, few years, going to have a conversation with them um, and, and that program and how effective it's been there. We are uh, slowly rolling that out at other sites and um, it basically helps staff and students um, articulate the greatness, greatness in each student. Um, it's an approach that helps staff um, members see each student and use their individuality, interests, and backgrounds to make education more relevant 
to the student. And as you know, relevance is our tagline in this district. Yeah, and that's great to hear that we're going to keep that going even in this um, this COVID times, um, just because of the stories I've heard out, coming out of Yosemite High and the work they've done out there and the fact that um, Principal Jolly will now be taking that to Livingston. Um, can't wait to see what, you know, what comes. Yes. I don't know, is it nap time? Yeah. <laughs> um, those are the questions that came in. We do have a few more on uh, Facebook, if you have some time just to go over a few more of those. or Yeah, sure. Okay. Um, so someone's asking about uh, lunch. If they're uh, on an off day, can they still come and, and get their um, lunch at this? Yeah, absolutely. We will have a walk-up line or a drive-up line um, that, that will continue much like the summer uh, in the fall. We uh, have made meals accessible throughout this uh, time, and we will continue to do so whether the student is at school or they need to drive up on an off day. All right. So just watch out for um, information coming on that, either Parent Square or social media. I'm sure that those will be the ways. Yeah, and we we we, we will have everything. Um, you know, we'll have signs out there, and it'll be clear where to go on if you're walking up or driving up. Yeah, um, someone is asking. Um, they've uh, they've tried to get a hold of their teacher, several teachers, but they haven't got a response. What's what's the next alternative? How should they move forward? Um, is that something to contact in the spring or site? now? Now, is that just contact site administration? Well, go to yeah, next? I mean, teachers aren't under contract right now, so many okay. of them are not going to respond to emails because they're not looking at their email. Um, so, teachers will uh, come uh, back on uh, sites, uh, you know, around the first uh, week of August, second week of August there and uh, they will be available. Um, if you have questions right now, uh, the best place uh, to call is uh, the principal's office and they can um, direct you to um, uh, the particular part of the campus where your question applies. Um, there's a question here um, and we're at about an hour. So this will be the last one. But again, we do, um, I do know that there were some that were missed. So those will be in the next um, uh, coffee uh, with the superintendent or also possibly in the fact sheet. Uh, we'll also post this video on our page and then also on our YouTube page. So there'll also be some um, translation into other languages. Um, but there's a question about uh, increased cleanliness. How is the district going to make sure that schools are, are clean and, and safe for uh, students and staff once they return in August? Uh, having wipes in every room, having uh, students wipe down their area every time they leave a classroom, um, having uh, hand washing stations around um, uh, the sites at, at various points. Um, having custodial staff focus on high traffic areas, uh, all those uh, things will definitely be covered uh, in the fall. All right. Um, so yeah, I mean, uh, final words just about, uh, again, how these things may change. And we know that there isn't a one blanket answer for a lot of these things, but we're going to do the best we can uh, with what we know, the information. Yeah, absolutely. I, I mean, to sum up uh, um, today's conversation, you know, we, we are going to offer students the very best experience we can in the fall in the safest manner possible. And, um, 
uh, as you said, our, our information changes, uh, uh, if not on a daily basis, certainly on a weekly basis. And I know that can be frustrating for uh, staff and administrator, uh, administrators and parents, but that's the nature of the beast and what we're dealing with now. And uh, we will all do the very best we can with it. What's most important is that, that, that we're communicating, that you have an avenue to connect with us. Um, anyone out there uh, can contact me directly. You can contact Sam. Um, again, keep your eyes open for the survey next week um, and the FAQ sheet that will help you make the very best decision for your student um, uh, that you can uh, for the fall of next year. So thank you and have a great week and we will see you uh, next Friday.